Welcome to Account-Based Marketing. This podcast is designed as a collection of conversations with sales and marketing leaders sharing thoughts and practical tips for growing your most valuable customers. Hosted by me, Alicia Linden, founder and CEO at Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy. Welcome to this episode of Account-Based Marketing. This is part one of two episodes recorded from our virtual event, launching wave three of the Momentum Customer Buying Index. The index brings together 10 years of experience with proprietary research to provide a really unique picture into what's working today for sales marketing teams when engaging enterprise buyers. For this episode, we're joined by Momentum's Director of Consulting, Robert Hollier, and I'll leave you with Robert live from the event. Thank you, um, Alicia. I'm going to talk through the findings, which I think uh, have some big surprises in them. It certainly took us by surprise. And then talk through some of the uh, success strategies that you can adopt to reflect the changes happening in the marketplace. So this is, as Alicia said, this is data from October, and uh, we're looking to analyze uh, trends and patterns and shifts in the market. And we have found some significant differences uh, in the course of 2020 among these C-level buyers and influencers at the largest enterprises. So let me begin by uh, calling out the three aspects that we found perhaps most surprising of all as as three kind of central themes. Um, The first one is around the fact that everyone has had to adapt to the the kind of post-COVID world or post-pandemic world. Everyone has had to adapt to the way they work to the virtual first world but it comes through loud and clear in our Pulse research that not all enterprise customers have adapted equally well. So there is a significant minority of customers who have struggled to come to terms with the post-pandemic ways of working. And I'll uh, come on to explain a little bit more about the kind of dimensions of that problem in a few moments. The second theme is around a growing concern on the part of buyers that there is an emerging and widening disconnect between enterprise customers and their vendors. And this is giving buyers cause for concern. Again, there are different aspects to this but there is a growing anxiety around a disconnect between buyers and vendors. Third point is around the fact that COVID-19 has clearly changed lots of things. It's also changed the way that enterprise buyers view vendor sales and marketing teams. And coming through, again, loud and clear in this research is that we have arrived at a real moment of truth. And for those vendors who are looking to uh, retain account, the key accounts, looking to grow those key accounts, that moment of truth, in a sense, represents a watershed where you have to decide how you can reshape your strategies to reflect where these customers are at and what your customers want from you. So those are, if you like, three big takeaways from the research. I want to begin by just talking about what we call this segment of distressed customers. We've obviously chosen deliberately emotive language here to kind of uh, uh, make the point. But the key thing here is that 42% of the customers we profiled, and remember these are the largest enterprises globally, 42% of those customers report that they are finding it harder now, much harder now, 
to make IT buying decisions compared to the start of the year. So there's been a massive impact um, of COVID-19, the pandemic and the virtual first uh, world. And the buyers have been left uh, struggling in an uncomfortable space. And I think it's really important that we all acknowledge, recognize that fact and start to build strategies that actually uh, reflect um, that change on on the on the customer side. And in terms of what what it, what we mean by distressed buyers, uh, there's a sense coming through that these buyers are beginning to feel somewhat neglected by their vendors. So we asked a number of questions around their attitudes, their mindsets, and these this this 42% uh, segment feel that suppliers have less insight into their business. They are um, somewhat negative about the efforts of vendor sales teams to engage with them. They suspect that vendor sales teams are connecting with far fewer people inside the customer than before. Uh, A big point is around the value of informal conversations with vendors. So for example, uh, these customers really value a lunch with a, a supplier that gives them a chance to explore issues, talk around problems. All that's being ripped away from them and they are they are struggling. They are sensing they are being kind of cut off from um, innovation, uh, innovative insight. Um, and so they are, they are feeling the pain uh, in, in different ways, but it adds up to a sense that these buyers are not in the, in, in the kind of optimum position. Another example of that is we asked a question around, you know, do you feel that sales teams you deal with have less insight into your business than before the pandemic? And 45% of the customers we profiled, again, the world's largest enterprises, said that, yes, they felt that sales teams had less less insight. I think that's a real wake-up call to all of us in terms of needing to kind of close that gap between the way things are now and the way things before. And I'm conscious I'm painting a, a fairly dark, even negative picture now, but there is good news to come. But some more dimensions of this is that um, less than one in five clients say their vendors are very proactive. Only 14% would give vendors you know, top marks for understanding of their business. So there's been a real sense of slippage in terms of uh, the engagement between tech vendors and their large enterprise customers. And this slide, I think, is actually quite a shocking slide in that three in 10 customers um, say that their vendor has not behaved in a proactive way. And it seems that that lack of, of proactivity or perceived proactivity leads straight away to the customer feeling disconnected, cut off, and not really um, enjoying a, a fruitful and deep relationship with, with, with their vendor. So. Uh, your lack of proactivity, which I'd say I think is quite a shocking thing to read in black and white like this, but it seems to be there. It's an issue. It's something I think we, we need to address collectively as a community. I think another factor contributing to this, uh, what I call this kind of anxiety around disconnect, is that over half of the customers that we interviewed and profiled said they felt that um, vendors were not very good at sharing information themselves. So they felt that sales and marketing on the vendor side weren't really joined up and weren't offering a consistent uh, interface to them. And that was becoming a, a pain point 
for customers. It seems to be particularly problematic in some sectors. So in retail, you know, two thirds of the companies we, we spoke to called this out as a problem. In the technology and the utilities space, it was 60% of companies uh, saying this was a problem. So, so customers are getting concerned about this lack of a joined up approach and how it's beginning to make their life more difficult and more uncomfortable. Overall, there is a, I said there's a moment of truth for, for marketing too. There is a level of dissatisfaction with what's currently being done in marketing. So a very high number, 77%, said that the vendor simply isn't communicating frequently enough. So there's a, you like a, a kind of gap in terms of the frequency of communication. A third of customers feel that the content they're getting is not really personalized. So, so you know, the answer is answer here is not to simply increase the volume of communication. It's also to focus much more on content that's relevant and, and personalized to the customer. But there is definitely a bubbling sense of dissatisfaction with what you know marketing is doing in terms of um, engaging with these with these customers so that's if you like a, a picture of where things stand I'm conscious as I said I've, I've painted a, a a slightly bleak picture and called out some of the new findings but I think it's good for us all to take stock of the fact that you know post the pandemic things have changed um, life's got uh, harder and tougher for buyers I think we need to kind of respond to that and to adapt and evolve our marketing strategies to meet those buyers where they actually are right now. So in the second section, I'm going to focus a little bit more on um, actionable insights. You know, what can we do to address those problems? Uh, how can we respond appropriately? What can we do that's going to actually work and be effective and restore that kind of confidence on the buyer side? So what, what can we do about it? I think one of the first steps is perhaps to you know, take stock of which of your key accounts may fall into that distressed buyer segment. And there are definitely some factors to look out for. And so when we analyze the data, there were some uh, defining characteristics that these accounts seem to have in common. So they were often the larger and more complex enterprises. So those with over 100,000 employees were much more likely to fall into this, into this category. They were also likely to be concentrated in sectors that we all know has been uh, heavily impacted by the whole COVID phenomenon. You know, for example, uh, retail, which had obviously to, to go through some amazing changes in response. Uh, finance, where they've had to you know, pivot to new models at very high speed. Those sectors are, are, are more likely to be ones uh, showing symptoms of distress. Also, um, enterprises who are very focused on competitors and dealing with competitive threats and also um, enterprises whose own customers are, are forcing them into changing the way they, they interact with customers, you know, having to uh, you know, adapt their customer experience and, and so on. So, and then the last point is around customers who uh, pre-COVID were very reliant on face-to-face -face events and those informal contacts I talked about. Those are like the kind of the five factors that most correlate with that distressed buy segment. So I think figuring out which of your enterprise accounts 
are likely to be in that segment is 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 a good start point and to think about how you might segment your your customers in perhaps new ways to the ways you were doing last year. I think the second point is around the fact that, and this is definitely good news, clients are, or customers, enterprise customers are very open to adopting new ways of communicating, new ways of engaging. They are very willing to um, adopt new platforms. So you can see that around around three quarters of the customers said that they are very open to using new collaboration tools and to use those in a much more intensive way. And you can see that certain sectors are keener than others. And um, strikingly, US uh, seems to be much keener than does Europe in terms of adopting these technologies. But nonetheless, across the board, there is a willingness and enthusiasm to engage in different ways and not to rely on traditional ways of working, traditional platforms, but to actually ha have a more kind of innovative and experimental even approach to um, working with their, with their vendors. I think another point that really leapt out of the October pulse that we've just um, finished was that content that is customized by the vendor about the customer and is perceived to be very pertinent, very relevant, has right now has an, what we've called here an outsized impact. So we, we know from previous pulses, this, this kind of content always does well, but right now it seems to be even more important to uh, think about serving up this kind of content to your key accounts. And you can see here at five, five distinct stages of a typical buying cycle, all the way from awareness of the problem, agreeing solutions right through to selecting suppliers and making the purchase, that customized content uh, emerges as the highest scoring form of content. So um, it's really, I think, important to keep that front and center in your thinking that this content has simply has more power than any other source of information from the customer's perspective. I think also more good news is that uh, customers are definitely looking for uh, deeper partnerships. I think in, in this virtual first world where all that informal contact has been taken away, it's much more difficult to form these partnerships. So customers are very keen to get into deeper partnerships. They're much more open to sharing information about their business with vendors. So you can see that's quite striking there that two thirds of the companies we profiled said they were more open to sharing insights with their vendors. And again, there are some interesting differences between the US and Europe. But again, fundamentally, this sense of wanting to engage in a more open way on the part of the buyer, I think that's that's a really marked trend that represents potentially good, good news for us. As we said, you know, marketing content plays a critical role. It is still a, a dominant trigger for new purchase decisions. So marketing has, has retained its importance at that stage. As you can see, in, in Europe, it's even more important than in, in the US. But in the US, it's still a, a big, big factor and even bigger in, in Europe. So that kind of marketing content is particularly important um, to support new purchases. I've talked a little bit about this already, about the need for communication, and personalized content. So you know, heading towards the close of this uh, presentation of the latest findings, 
I guess, you know, if I had to pick out one standout uh, statistic, it would be around this segment who are finding it harder than before to make uh, purchase decisions. It's, you know, it's a sizable minority of 42%. So I think we all need to think about how that's going to you know, redefine, reshape best practice as marketeers. I think some of the key actions, and in a sense, I'm going to, and this is teeing up the panel discussion. Uh, I think some of the key actions to think about are, you know, number one, to focus on, on value and not volume. Customers don't want quantity of information. They want quality, relevant, personalized, pertinent. Number two, you know, bear in mind, customers feel they're being cut off from innovation. So how can you really connect with them around that theme of in innovation? Uh, third point, we talked about those distressed buyers, but really think about how you adapt your engagement strategy, uh, your content strategy, your marketing approach, how you adapt that based upon where the customer is, uh, how the customer is structured, how they operate um, and so on. Number four, I think this is a, a theme that's been running through this year. It's, it's about building a dialogue with customers. They are more open. They are definitely more um, enthused about engaging in a deeper way. So make sure you're building a dialogue and, and not a monologue. And then obviously, you know, the kind of value of custom content at every point of the engagement cycle is something to, to never lose um, sight of. Thank you to Robert for being part of today's episode. Visit wearemomentum.com to benchmark your strategic accounts and identify distressed buyers. And join us next week for episode two, where we'll hear from our expert panel, including Cyberfork Group's CTO and Microsoft's Director of Strategic Accounts. This podcast is brought to you by Momentum, the B2B growth consultancy and pioneers of account-based marketing. You can learn more at wearemomentum.com.